Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Joining us now is named Jonas Schaefer, my good friend, who actually we talked uh, back during the Orlando Brown trade quite a bit because both of us couldn't figure out why it happened. Back when he was at the Baltimore Sun, now he's at the Baltimore Banner. Good morning, Jonas. Jay, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, man. Good to hear from you again. You know, that was funny, man. I'll never forget that. You and I were talking. I think it was a Friday night you'd come on the, the show, and we were talking about how the, there's no way. Hey, these people have been texting in about Orlando Brown. Is there any way this is going to happen? And I don't think either of us thought this would happen. Then all of a sudden it did. And so you came back on Sunday morning, and I appreciate it. Yeah, that was something. And now it's hard to believe that he won a Super Bowl and is now on a completely different team. Uh yeah, he wasn't the best. And a lot of people, you know, looked at the Orlando Brown deal and, you know, weren't wild about it, uh, even though they, I mean, they had no other options. Like, there was no other options. I'm surprised Baltimore did it, to be honest with you. I think we both were. Uh, they didn't end up getting picked 58 in the draft, which turned into Nick Bolton. But uh, I don't think Baltimore's going to do any more deals with the Chiefs. And why would they? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, definitely not in the foreseeable future unless it's like a seventh round pick or something. I think they're as, as long as those two teams are in the championship window, it's probably going to be hands off for a little while. Well, how do you feel? And how do the teams in, in Baltimore feel now? Because they were getting so close with the chiefs there for a while. And when um, Lamar Jackson beat Mahomes a couple of years ago, it was like, then all of a sudden the injuries started really affecting Baltimore and Baltimore was the team that I thought, out of the teams last year, I know they they made the playoffs last year, so not a huge surprise. I thought Baltimore was going to be the best team uh, to look out for. You put them up there on that top tier uh, with the Chiefs. I thought, don't for, don't sleep on the Ravens. If this team is healthy, they've got a coach that's won a world championship. They've got an MVP, a quarterback. Are you surprised at all with how good they've played this year? Yes, yes and no. Um, I, I think I expected the defense to be legit, but you know there is – so much variance from year to year for defenses that the Ravens were elite last year, um, but they, they lost some of that pass rush. And, you know, you wondered how Judevian Clowney would, would uh, you know, hang up in year, whatever this is for him. You know, you, you wondered uh, who would replace Marcus Peters out wide. Um, and you can have a really good defense or a lot of really talented players on defense and still not be an elite unit because you just don't have that stabilizing force like a quarterback on, on that side of the ball. So for them to be top two good and, you know, in a normal season, top one good has been really, really impressive. And, you know, on offense, there was obviously and still is the Lamar Jackson injury question. He's done incredibly well to 
stay upright, to stay healthy, to not miss any snaps because of injury. But there was also just a matter of this was a totally new offensive system. They moved on from Greg Roman, brought in Todd Munkin, and, and you wondered how much of a learning curve there would be. Uh, I, I think still the on structures, the in-structure stuff, the you know in-rhythm stuff is not all the way totally there yet. But the run game can be a little bit hit or miss. But, um, you know, Lamar, if he's going to win this MVP, it's because of the stuff that he does on these second and third plays within the actual play call that was uh, designed and called for by Todd Munkin. So uh, he is the ultimate security blanket. And you put all that together with a, a top five special teams and just a really good coaching staff. And you've got a really, really impressive uh, number one seed in the AFC potentially. Yeah, they're still able to run the football. They're number one in the NFL in running the football by about 200 yards. 23.95 they have this year. Now, the record was set by Baltimore, 32 was at 32.97 a few years ago. But dominant ground game, does that surprise you at all without Dobbins? The fact that they'd be yeah, sitting and there? Not just, yeah, yeah, and not just Dobbins, but you know, Keaton Mitchell is unfortunately done for the year. He was a, you know, averaging something mm-hmm. like eight or nine yards per carry, just a real, real impressive spark plug. And then the offensive line, um, you know, good, solid interior, but Ronnie Stanley, the left tackle, has been banged up, you know, playing with uh, – not totally healthy he uh, not totally healthy knee not totally healthy ankle Morgan Moses on the right side also you know maybe dealing with a shoulder or pec injury um you know they, they've had to work on it a little bit of a rotation so you have games like two weeks ago where they run for 250 yards against a really really stout Jaguars run defense and then they go into uh San Francisco on Monday and I know you know the 49ers don't allow a whole lot of yards but I think a lot of that is because they're up 20 points on teams in the fourth quarter, and they don't have to worry about facing that. So, uh, you know, frankly, I would have liked to see the Ravens be a little bit more efficient, a little bit more successful uh, on the ground against the 49ers. But it doesn't matter because the, the stuff that Lamar can do as a scrambler, uh, stuff that he can do, uh, you know, like I said, outside the pocket to extend plays and give guys an opportunity downfield, uh, you know, pays for itself in the long run. That seemed to be a uh... – Upset team that year. I, I I thought it was uh, yeah. well. We do these things called uh, the All Thirty Two and the uh, with the show that comes on after me and looking at the Baltimore and I was like, if I'm Baltimore, I'm mad. What, what five and a half point underdogs? They were getting no respect. I think the Ravens took it as no respect, and then they went out and did what they always do: is they go out to beat people up. I mean, how many quarterbacks has this team run this year? It's it's a lot. I think I was doing the math yesterday, and they faced fourteen different starting quarterbacks this year and they've I don't want to say hurt but <laughs> hurt six of them you know uh not every one of those guys that has missed uh time in a game like Deshaun Watson freaking fractured his shoulder and was still healthy enough still competent enough to to lead the Browns to that last win uh over the Ravens the last loss the Ravens took I think in the week 10 it was you know uh, Justin Herbert seemed like he hurt his arm a little bit in that primetime game he played through it you know had a, a solid enough game but you know, they, they land Brock Purdy on the on the sideline with a stinger. Uh, they messed up Joe Burrow, messed up Ryan Tannehill. It is a really, really ferocious, tenacious pass rush. And, you know, I don't need to tell you that a lot of these quarterbacks are not built to withstand repeated body, you know, repeated body blows. And with as often as the Ravens pass rush gets home, they leave the NFL in sacks. You know, you are really playing with fire if you can't protect your quarterback. And the Ravens do such a good job with, you know, tying their coverage to their pass rush, that it, it really does become a difficult proposition to, to get the ball out on the first or second read. And then you're just hanging out the, uh, hanging out the guy to dry 
uh, if you if he doesn't have the wheels to escape some of the the heat that the Ravens can bring off the edge well, and in the middle as well. Yeah, it's it's one thing about the Chiefs. The Chiefs and Ravens are one and two in the league in points against, and the Ravens defense, you know, is playing uh, like great Ravens defense of the past. And this offense is ridiculous. I mean, they're what fourth in scoring offense, one in scoring defense, incredible numbers uh, all around, which makes them a, a great football team. But let me ask you this, Jonas. What's kind of I'm always kind of curious about a team's focus. Like coming into this year, it, is it still looking at the Chiefs? They still look at the Chiefs. All right, five times they've been in the AFC title game. Is it still them, or have they been more concentrating on Joe Burrow and the Bengals? Now that Burrow's hurt, it doesn't matter as much. But the Bengals, the Browns now have become a threat. Are they more worried about the division, or they have their eyes on the Chiefs? That's a great question. Um, we we haven't done a lot of you know, big picture, who were you most looking forward to playing in the playoffs type of questions? I mean, I think obviously this past week was all about the 49ers because, as you mentioned, the disrespect, the point spread, you know, the Ravens felt like they'd been anointed kings of the NFL. So that was the the team du jour, if you would. I think that the team that was on the top of their hit list coming into the season was probably Cincinnati because they were the two-time division champions. And, you know, you can't take care of the ASC unless you take care of business at home in the division so i think there was a lot of joy in sweeping the Bengals. but uh it's a great great question um once we get to the playoffs i imagine that the ravens if they do happen to face the the chiefs in the playoffs that there would be um you know even if vegas probably would make the ravens favorites i think there would still be that uh that you know desire to, to feel like an underdog because of patrick Mahomes, because of the super bowls because of the ravens lack of success in the playoffs and the chiefs abundance of success in the playoffs recently. Uh, so, so that is a, a good good question. But uh, I think with Roquan Smith, Lamar Jackson, these guys are just laser-focused on the task at hand. And I don't think they ever get too, you know, uh, you know, fantastical in just how far ahead they're looking. It's always the next game up, next team up. Yeah, and certainly, you know, you know, fans in this town with the Chiefs, they, you know, it happens in the NFL. It happens. There's still a third seed, though. Despite all that the, the happens, there's still a fourth, uh, number four passing offense in the league. Strangely enough, I mean, these these numbers are weird because we, we see it with your own eyes having many, many issues. But what, what do the Ravens think and the fans think of the Chiefs? Are they still in the in the mindset or is it, you know, worried about Buffalo at this point or you know, as you look forward to the playoffs, you think, right, who's hot at the right time? I mean, obviously, Jacksonville's going the wrong way. I mean, who in the AFC do they look at and think of, all right, this is who we need to beat. This is the biggest threat. Uh, like I said, I couldn't give you a, you know, a temperature reading on the locker room for, for who they want to or who they don't want to face. I will say the, uh, the biggest curiosity uh, in Baltimore right now, as far as opponents, is probably the Browns because really? of one Joe Flacco being the guy leading the charge there. You know, he is, uh, I guess that was the last team to beat the Ravens. They did it in Baltimore with an injured uh, Deshaun Watson. That defense is maybe the only thing in the NFL that's better than the Ravens. They're number one in DVOA. The Ravens are number two. Um, you know, that they, they have the drop back passing game right now with Joe Flacco and Mari Cooper to really threaten teams. I mean, I didn't expect them to blow out a team as well coached as the Texans, but they, they made it look like, you know, it was just a, a jog in the park for them. So uh, there is that possibility of, you know, the Chiefs, or excuse me, of the, of the Browns being in that four or five game. And if the Ravens are the one seed and the Browns win, well, then Joe Flacco is coming back to Baltimore for a chance to uh, keep the Ravens out of the AFC championship game. And man, uh, that story just kind of writes itself.
And I, I think of Joe Flacco in that Ravens team. And the funny thing was is, you know, as good as the Ravens defenses have been in the past, I do feel that the last Ravens title was because of Joe Flacco in the postseason. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that was one of the greatest runs of postseason history. What, like 10 touchdowns, zero interceptions. He obviously had the incredible mile-high miracle in Denver. I mean, there's no shortage of, of love for, for Joe Flacco in Baltimore. But uh, Lamar is the uh, is the man of the moment right now. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see if, if anyone dares bear their, uh, their Joe Flacco to Jersey if indeed Cleveland comes to Baltimore for that playoff game. Lamar's been fun to watch. Um, I know he took the uh, Florio comments personally, and I, I love <laughs> I love when quarterbacks do that. I love when they find you know extra motivation because they all do it, and it's great, and I like when they do it. But Lamar Jackson now, the uh, odds-on favorite for the uh, league MVP, uh, it's going to be interesting down the stretch because Tua, with who he's playing, has a chance to put his name up there. Lamar Jackson certainly can Josh Allen come from the uh, – from great odds right now on Josh Allen and win it, or does Lamar have his second MVP at the end of the year? I think it really just comes down to Sunday uh, that they are they're facing Miami. Yep. Uh, you know, to, to, to your point about Tua, it looks like he probably will not have Jalen Model dealing with a high ankle injury, so that would be uh, if he can if he can lift that Dolphins offense without one of his two key key playmakers, that would be a, a huge victory for him. But, you know, it, I think it comes down to Sunday because if the Ravens win this, then that is probably Lamar's last game of the, of the regular season. I don't think you throw him out there in week, week 18 against Pittsburgh. Um, you know, and this is a top five Dolphins defense basically since they, they played the Chiefs in like week eight or week nine. So uh, for as vaunted a test as that 49ers game was, uh, this is another you know potential game of the week type scenario. This is going to be a, a really, really – ferocious uh, Dolphins defense. I think they're second in the league in sacks. Obviously, Jalen Ramsey, uh, Javon Holland, if he's healthy, are two of the NFL's best defensive backs. So, um, Lamar, if he has another, you know, pretty close to flawless game like he did against San Francisco, I think he's going to have, he's going to have to be an overwhelming favorite to win the MVP because he will have gone 4-0 against one of the toughest end of season stretches in the NFL. It's too bad this game's at noon. <laughs> it's like the best game. It's like the hey, best man, game ever. I don't want to be out there on New Year's Eve at like eleven o'clock. I'm happy with a one o'clock kickoff. I, I know you guys aren't, but it's fine for me. No, I'm, I'm sure you are. I'm actually okay with it because we can sit and watch this game before the Chiefs game. So I mean, it's one of those things <laughs> because I mean, it's a great game. And Miami, you know, certainly they're right there too. The Chiefs that we've seen Miami up close and personal, and you know, the Chiefs beat them in Germany, but. Are, are you buying into the Dolphins? I know they finally had a win over a winning team in the in the Cowboys uh, last week. Are you buying into them? Yeah, I think I'm a little bit more bullish on them than the than the NFL consensus. Obviously, you know I'm fully aware of the the whole beating up on you know poor teams narrative, which is obviously something that the Cowboys uh, are also guilty of, or just not being able to, to win on the road. Uh, but like I said, I really like their defense. That uh, their offense gave the Ravens all kinds of trouble uh, in Week Two last year. That was the game where they scored like 24 points in the fourth quarter to to pull, to pull ahead of the Ravens and really hand them a, a shocking uh, upset loss. So, uh, you know, Tua, if he can be fooled by this Ravens defense, I think it could be a long afternoon for at least that that Dolphins offense. But I, I think they're good enough. I think Tyreek Hill is scary enough. Two is accurate enough, and if this offensive line is healthy enough, then uh, you know Miami's rushing offense, especially with how they like to get out wide, 
could really give the give the Ravens some trouble because if there was one possible vulnerability for this Ravens defense, it is their run game. Christian McCaffrey had a healthy yards per carry average on Monday night, and you know with Mostert and 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 A chain. Uh, I think the Dolphins could possibly do similar damage to the Ravens. Jonas, you're the best man. I love talking draft with you. I love talking football with you. I do think it's funny that uh, you had tweeted out say you said the most the most viewed game in Ravens regular season history, the Ravens 49ers game, twenty over 27 million viewers, second most watched Monday Night Football game in 27 years, trailing only the Chiefs and Eagles in Week 11. Uh, we, we were talking about what a monster uh, the NFL is and why they should pay the officials full time. Uh, because everybody's watching it. <laughs> this is just further proof, but the, the most watched Ravens game ever against the Niners. Boy, that was uh, f- fun to get home after watching a terrible Chiefs game and watch. And get, get some rest who don't trip over themselves in the end zone. <laughs> you know, <laughs> how about that? How about the uh, how about the scripted uh, official trip of Lamar Jackson? That was uh, that was uh, that was very fitting. Jonas, happy New Year to you, my friend. Take care, and uh, maybe we'll talk uh, down the road if Chiefs and Ravens meet up. Sounds good, man. Appreciate right. it. Happy New Year to you. You too. Thank you. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.